Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Central Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. March Madness and baseball are finally upon us. Bet Online has you covered with all of the updated news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for this podcast brought to you by Just Alive, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. I personally have had issues with maintaining focus and energy levels throughout the day, and that's why Just Alive has come up with their new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C, plus their vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and that they could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving them a try. Plus, if you buy one, you get one free of the new gummy line with the code word SUPPORT at JustLive.com. That's buy one, get one free at JustLive.com using the code word SUPPORT. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barry Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we're going to be doing for this week's show. And, once again, preview, uh, previewing the upcoming games for the Golden State Warriors. We're also recapping briefly what happened last week. So, before we actually get into the upcoming games, we're going to do the recap. And last week was pretty decent for us. Ended up getting the Cleveland game right. We thought that Golden State would win pretty handily. The game would go under, and that's exactly what happened. Then we were right again about the Boston game. Uh, Boston ended up winning that game, was on a bit of a decent run there. Curry, of course, went nuts with 47 points, but the Warriors blew a decent lead there at halftime, and Boston ended up winning the game. Then Golden State ended up beating the 76ers on the road by 11. We were wrong about that one. Curry at 49 was insane once again. And then uh, the week ended on a bit of a sour note there for Golden State, as it ended up losing to Washington on the road yesterday by four points in a game that it probably should have won. But either way, uh, looking at the upcoming week, Golden State does play three games we're going to talk about uh, at home against Denver, at home against Sacramento, and at home against Dallas. So a bit of a homecoming here for this episode. And hopefully, I know you have a couple of games on TV there. Hopefully they turn into a pretty nice week for Golden State. But we're going to start off and talk about what happened uh, in some of the games. I know we already talked about the actual scores, but just from an actual uh, storyline purpose uh, for Golden State. Starts and ends with Curry. There's really not much else to say. He has been absolutely unstoppable uh, for the last couple of weeks. I know yesterday against Washington he struggled. But before that, Curry's numbers were absolutely nuts. The three games we talked about last uh, last week before the Washington game, he had 33 points against Cleveland. They are up handily. Didn't really need to play the full game. Played Boston, scored 47. And then played Philly, scored 49. So he's been going nuts. And people started to insert his name back into the MVP conversation. And then the Washington game quickly kind of ended it because Steph yesterday struggled, scored 18 points in 36 minutes, and shot a pretty pedestrian field goal percentage. Ended up going 7 for 25 from the floor and 2 for 14 from 3. So he was really awful in terms of efficiency, but either way, still at 18 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. So he contributed in other ways, 
but it wasn't enough, and the Warriors blew a nine-point lead. Oh, I forgot exactly what it was. I believe it was a seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter, but pretty unfortunate there. Wiggins missed a layup after forcing a turnover, and they could have tied the game, but of course that ended up not going in, and Golden State got the loss. But you look at the Warriors right now, 29-30, and 30, still in the play-in games, and it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get out of it. Now, Golden State, of course, has been riding Curry for as long as they can, but the supporting cast still isn't very good, and that takes us to what I said around the trade deadline, which is that Golden State should probably blow it up, and they ended up staying pat. I was right about both those things, and shocker, the Warriors are still not very good. It's the way it is. If Curry's going to carry this team and score 40-plus for the next month or so, then maybe Golden State can get a 7 or a 6. I doubt the 6, but it's just not going to happen. I mean, you look at this team, Wiggins was awful yesterday. There's really no other way to put it. He blew a couple of great opportunities to make his imprint on the game, uh, was inefficient from the floor, and you look at Oubre, he was good yesterday, had 24-9, and nine, so he played well, but Draymond offensively has contributed absolutely nothing. Now, I know, of course, he's a good passer, but at some point, Draymond's going to have to stretch the defense out. He's going to have to do something. He went 3-for-6 yesterday, 0-for-2 from 3. He fouled out in 32 minutes. I don't know how long you can keep a guy out there for if he contributes nothing in terms of spacing out the defense. I just said that, but I have to reiterate it. He's shooting 41.8% from the floor. He's shooting 25.5% from 3. He's averaging 2.9 turnovers per game. He's got to do something. Because you're looking at the situation, and in reality... Draymond, unless he can actually force the guy who's guarding him to guard him on the three-point line, the spacing's going to be terrible. And that's what you've seen as teams can kind of pack it in or even throw in some double teams at Curry because they know Draymond is no threat at all to beat them from the outside. And that's kind of the issue that you run into with Draymond playing serious minutes. Now, I know he still provides a lot of value with defense, with some rebounding, and with his facilitating. But his lack of aggression offensively has just been such a serious problem for Golden State. And that's a huge reason why this team offensively, even with Curry being so good, still ranks in the 20s in terms of offense efficiency. But either way, looking at the rest of Golden State's uh, team, I know we're going a bit out of order. We usually do the breakdown for the roster after we go over the games. But I felt like it was important to mention after such an underwhelming performance against Washington yesterday. But now we're going to go into the games, play Denver on Friday at home. Now, of course, Denver is a bit shorthanded because Jamal Murray is out for the year. However, Denver is still undefeated ever since Murray got injured. So this team has played well, Jokic being the favorite to win the MVP, who's been absolutely nuts, no other oh, real way to describe it. He's going to win the award. And the question is for Golden State, now that you pretty much only have Kavon Looney at center, can they stop Jokic? Spoiler alert, no. And if you ask about any other positions, can they stop Michael Porter Jr.? And the answer is probably not. Now, Porter Jr. has been great over the last couple of weeks. I know that people have somewhat noticed, but not fully noticed. He's kind of been flying under the radar. And you're looking at who Golden State can actually throw at him defensively. He's significantly taller than Draymond. He's significantly taller than Wiggins. He's significantly taller than Oubre. And Wiggins and Oubre, mostly Wiggins, has been a pretty decent wing defender this season. I don't think he's been as good over the last couple of weeks, but I think that Porter should play well. So you're looking at a couple of spots there where Golden State should struggle when it comes to actually guarding some of Denver's biggest weapons. At the same point, Denver defensively has been better ever since they got Aaron Gordon. I know Gordon offensively has been awful 
for about the last two weeks or so. He's really been a non-factor. But defensively, he's still been very good. And I do think that Golden State, unless Curry carries this team to another 40-plus point performance and a win, I got to go, assume Denver gets the job done here. So for me, I'm going to go with Denver. I think Denver ends up winning this game. Will it be close? Yes, I think Golden State will hang around. But I do think Denver has, an, has a little bit too much size on the inside to actually uh, just completely just punish Golden State here, both on the boards, which Golden State's awful at, as well as getting to the foul line, which should be a serious advantage for Denver in this game. But other than that, though, looking at the Sunday game, you have the Warriors taking on the Sacramento Kings. This game is projected to be on NBA TV, so it's basically a national game as well. But looking at this matchup here, I like Golden State. Sacramento's a team that has a coach who I think is one of the worst coaches in the league, a coach that should have been fired already, in Luke Walton. And this team has been awful. You're looking at the last couple of weeks. I know Sacramento has won two of three, but you're going through the line here. It is definitely not pretty because this team has lost 10 of its last 12 games. Team had a shot to maybe be in the play-in games. Now it doesn't, so that's a lost cause. And you're looking at this team defensively. It's on pace to be the worst defensive team in the history of the NBA, and you're facing Steph Curry, which is a problem. So, of course, De'Aaron Fox is still a great player. I think he should do pretty well against Golden State. But all things considered here, Golden State defensively is light years ahead. And I do think that Golden State should get the job done behind another 40-plus point game by Curry. So I know I just said you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have to rely on 40-point games for Curry. But if he's going to do it, this is the perfect defense to do it against because Sacramento can't guard anybody. And I think that's going to be a great spot there for Curry to get back on track and to play really, really well. And other than that, though, not really much else to talk about for the Sacramento game. You're just going through this team. Fox has been good. Heald's been pretty inconsistent, but they still have injuries. Rashawn Holmes out indefinitely. Bagley's still out indefinitely. Uh, you have Halliburton, who, of course, was one of the favorites to win Rookie of the Year after about the first two weeks or so. He still had a very good year. However, he has been slowing down over the last couple of weeks. So I'd say that the actual uh, I'd say momentum behind a potential win the award has completely sailed as he's been struggling for the last couple of games. But at the end of the day, I think Sacramento offensively is still pretty good, but defensively, they're going to have some serious issues. So I do think that Golden State should get the job done in this spot. But before we get into the final game and before we get into the full week recap, uh, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. As the weather gets a little bit warmer and you end up spending more time outside, one important thing that you have to keep in mind is how good your sunglasses are. And one place that could definitely help you with that is Canaan. It is time to make your outdoor experience better with them. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make the lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. And they have Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. Canon clearly better. Welcome back, everyone, to the Benberry Podcast. Now, of course, before we ended up going on our other break, we talked about the first couple of games that Golden State's going to have over the next week. Now it's time to start going through the final game that we're going to be talking about in this episode, which is against the Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday, and that will be on TNTs. That's also a national game. Now, looking at this matchup here, both these teams are a little bit similar. I know that Dallas is still in the playoff picture and is five games over right now, and Golden State is one game under. Both these teams 
Roster-wise, kind of similar. Of course, Dallas does have Porzingis, who is, they do have a big man, uh, unlike Golden State. But looking at the actual makeup of this team, it really seems like they need their star player to do basically everything in order for this team to win. Doncic needs to carry the load offensively for Dallas, and Curry needs to carry the load offensively for Golden State. Plus, these teams lately have not been too good. Golden State uh, was on a bit of a heater there, did lose two of its last three, though. Meanwhile, you're looking at Dallas, and Dallas has been pretty underwhelming, losing two of their last three as well. Did end up beating Detroit in the last game, but Detroit, of course, is awful. So I'm not going to overreact and say that Dallas is suddenly back. This team has been complaining about the extra playing games because, spoiler alert, they're projected to be in one of the playing games. But Dallas, at the end of the day, has been underwhelming all season long. And I do think that Porzingis' uh, truth is, is his presence or his lack thereof based on the rest and how often he's missed games. Even when he's played, this team has been underwhelming. So I really don't know what to make much of this Dallas team besides the fact that the supporting cast isn't very good. And you look at the two meetings this season, very high scoring. A Golden State won the first meeting 147-116. to 116, And they played immediately after, and Dallas won 134-132. to 132. I expect to track me in this game. I think we'll see a ton of points. The total should probably be in the, I'd say, mid-230s if I had to guess. But I think it's too low. I think you'll see a high-scoring game. And I think you'll see a lot of points. But as for the actual breakdown on this game itself, I think it's going to be really close. And I think that it's a matchup that could really go either way. Porzingis should eat against this team. I don't know if he's going to, because occasionally he goes AWOL and if he doesn't make his three-point shot, he really doesn't spend enough time on the low block dominating like he should as a seven-footer. But Golden State, besides Curry, I'm just, once again, I'm, I don't know who else is going to step up for this team. They need Wiggins to play well. They need Oubre to play well. And Dallas does have two big weapons uh, with Doncic and, of course, Porzingis, where the Warriors really have one. And Dallas supporting cast with Brunson and Tim Hardaway Jr. and Kleber. It's not amazing by any means, but it's serviceable. And I think that might be good enough to get the job done. But... I'm going to give Golden State the benefit of the doubt at home. This team is one game under overall, but they are seven over at home. So they have been very good at the Chase at the uh, Chase Center. And I do think that Golden State should do just enough in order to get the job done. Will this game be close? Yes. Is Dallas probably going to be leading at some point? Probably. But I do think that Golden State will do enough in order to get the job done. So I do think they'll end the week on a high note. But before we wrap up on this week's show, once again, going to just briefly go through all three games that we talked on the show. What I like. First game against Denver, I like Denver uh, in that game. I just think Jokic has too much for Looney to handle, and I do think that Porter should also have a pretty good game there. Where Golden State, unless Curry goes for 40, I just don't think they'll be able to match up with Denver properly. Then you have the Sunday game against Sacramento. I like Golden State in that one. Uh, I just think Sacramento defensively is so bad that Golden State should be able to do enough in order to get the job done. Plus, Luke Walton has really done nothing with that team all year long. So I do think Kerr does have a massive coaching advantage, and I do think that Sacramento will struggle uh, at various points in that game as Golden State wins the game. And then the last game, which is going to be taking place on Tuesday against Dallas, we like Golden State. Really a toss-up there, but Golden State's been very good at home, and I do think that Golden State should do just enough to win that game, probably by about one possession or so. Other than that, though, that has been this installment of the Ben and Bear podcast here in the Blue Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you, and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.